right, you're up. Citizens of the Reject Nation, hello, uh-huh. I'm your boy Aaron here, and uh-huh. this here is... Greg Alba. That's right, it's Mr. Greg Alba over here, he's the man running the channel, so hey, the whole goddamn thing. I don't see how you do, let's go. We are here to watch episode two of Invincible today. Very good. That's right, we are doing the whole dang show, All and right. you're here to join us. Remember, you like this show, you like right. us, remember to ring that bell like this video, subscribe, do all the things. I'm doing good, right? Doing I would have said, you know, subscribe to the, you know, if I want our reaction part three is up. Right, right. You just subscribe so you know when reaction part three is up. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. forget it. Are you killing it? Yeah, baby. Full length watch alongs are on a beat over on Patreon for you super sexy rejects. That's where you go and sync up with your own copy and you watch along with us for oh, the yeah. full unedited thing. Over there on Patreon, that's where you get full length watch alongs with Greg and John covering several shows over there several exclusives a reaction highlights and watch alongs included oh my god you did it yeah baby all right are you gonna watch this dang old show i did the uh, thing right I better than i expected hell yeah i watched the videos i've had practice i can do it i can do the thing and i did the thing i did the thing today damn it how'd i do i did the thing <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It's quite uh it's quite a lot of energy you've brought here. <laughs> <laughs> okay guys, this was the greatest episode ever. Uh <laughs> <laughs> No man, I think that you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff in here from the uh grieving of both um Debbie and and Mark and how they go about that. And yeah, Alice's relationship and finally seeing the ramifications of that and like her trying to help and really coming into her powers. And yeah, I think there's just a lot of really interesting things that they're uh, they're planning forward. I the thing that, that kind of caught my eye the most though is like, you know, Debbie's individual arc and how we're really getting to hone in on her more and that coming to terms or that coming uh at the end meeting Mark where he's at. And what I'm hoping for is, like, I know this season so far is very much devoid of Omni-Man, but I would like to not have Omni-Man in this season, or at least for, like, 99% of it. So that way, like, we see these characters grow and, like, find some semblance of healing and moving forward. And right when that happens, Omni-Man re-enters the picture. I would agree with you, but I think our videos would get more views when Omni-Man's here. (laughs) And to me, that's... Above storytelling, it's view count. <laughs> <laughs> and if we want, I mean, what's the point of doing it if we're not getting views? If you want the money, I'd rather com- have Omni Man. I'd rather complain about a poor story with Omni Man if that equates to more views than less views and talk about good storytelling. You know, when you say that, I guess it makes a lot of sense. You know, we just need Omni Man here. Need Omni Man. He's the Homelander of this show. Just gotta saying. have him. The show's nothing without him. I'm just saying. Well, his presence uh, lingers throughout. You know, whether it be in the consequences of Mark with dealing with the people of Atlantis or the fish fish beings of Atlantis. Yeah. And I like how it presents an opportunity for him to provide restoration, like a real moment of choice where he could have just extracted revenge, really demonstrating how he's not like his father. Mm-hmm. I thought was a beautiful moment. I, I was very, I was very much touched by that moment. What they're 
dealing with uh, Debbie is something that I, I, I'm glad it's in the season, and I expected that it would do something. I wasn't expecting it to be such a powerful effect that would consistently carry through as an arc for not just Debbie, but for Debbie and Mark's relationship. And that is the thing that I am personally the most gravitated toward in terms of what the show sensibilities are. Like they're keeping everything on a on a much more personal grounded level. Like with Adam Eve, you know, at the beginning there's such joy um, being demonstrated to the public of look what we can do as heroes and look how we can change the lives and then not thinking about certain things of you know, it's it's almost metaphorical in a way of the foundation is not properly assembled. So trying to build a new structure on top of a weak foundation will make everything crumble. And you could say that like mentally, socially, psychologically for all of our characters who try to do forms of escapism, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mark even wanting to avoid a conversation, a tough conversation with his mom by fighting something bad out there in the world, you know, it, it's I think they're doing a lot of interesting things uh, thematically honestly like uh, I'm, I'm like I'm really liking a lot of this it's very different than the first season where I am trying to grasp a sense like the post credit scenes have been helping to grasp a sense of the direction of the season mm-hmm. because the end of the last season would kind of have you go all right everyone should just be gathering and readying themselves for the return of Omni-Man or of the vulture mice coming in to try to dominate and it, that hasn't really been the focus. <laughs> no, not like, at all. At all. <laughs> and, and I would like it to kind of go back to that a, a tiny, even if it's not, even if it's not including Omni Man, I would like some of the focus to go back to that um, cliffhanger that we had of last season, that warning of the, of the inevitable, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, that that little in- inkling is is kind of missing for me a little bit, but we're only two episodes in. Yeah, I still think that that meeting hasn't happened yet because I feel like that would be like the top of his mind if you know that. What meeting? The, the one with Alan? The, yeah, uh, the one with Alan, the the alien. Yeah, like hey, your dad's coming. He's gonna take over the planet because it hasn't really even been mentioned at all. You feel like that's no, and especially with him dealing with the fact that he does have this weight on his shoulders of being compared to his father. You think that'd be something that's on the forefront of his mind, the fact that his dad and his people are coming. So I think within the context of the story, does it wouldn't make sense for that to have happened and us not to mention it? And yeah, because clearly that at that point there was a time jump. Well, they're bringing back, they brought back a lot of things here because you're, you're dealing with uh, not just the grievance ramifications, you're dealing with... Um, cliffhangers of last season, you know, like yeah. Doc Seismic comes back and he's taken out pretty fast. Yeah. Maybe that's just going to be a thing every season <laughs> because last up ep- he had like a whole episode, you know, with a uh, Mount Rushmore with Adam Eve and where he gets knocked in the volcano pit. And then at the end of, um, last season, they showed he was still alive with these lava beings, whatever. And I was surprised by how, after setting that up at the end of last season, that they kind of just got uh, resolved. Well, maybe we're not really done quick. with it. Maybe there's still more to do. Because, like, um, D.A. Sinclair from the the last season, we thought he'd be, like, a one and done, and they started to use him more. Yeah, so yeah. So I feel like that could be a silver situation here. Well, we also have um, the armor mob guy. 
Um, mob guy with the with the who's like who's like the Luke Cage guy. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It was like a mobster now. Who yeah, like yeah, tricked Mark mo- into yeah he's to helping him become the kingpin. Yeah yeah that uh, like we saw that that we're probably gonna bring back. Because this was this was like bringing back stuff, like storylines that yeah. were not resolved. Yeah, we're still in the reestablishing stage of this. Like we're still in like the, the ramifications of the immediacy, the immediacy of last season I mean, before we, we really set what's to come in the forefront. I mean, we had the Martians and that whole thing with like the uh, parasite version of the alien encounter when Mark was away on Mars and they were saying like, it just takes one. And we saw that it took over one. And now we're having to deal with that. Yeah. And we're going to see how that's going to factor in to whatever malevolent threat that forms. And, and with it being at the guardians HQ being one of the bigger threats. Now they're introducing the lizard people, which is kind of whatever to me. I'm like, yeah. not that interested in it, but, but we'll, we'll see. Imagine. Year. Yeah. I imagine that's going to be our, our immediate, villain of the week so to speak thing that happens in the next episode but i don't know i feel like this show is really smart about taking these comic book tropes and then kind of elevating them in a way because like they're, they're really at this point in the show really focus on focusing on humanizing uh all of our characters and where we are so i feel like all that stuff that they're setting up is going to be thematically relevant to the characters once we finally get into the full swing of what the basis of this entire season is going to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the multiversal setup of this, uh, of the guy Sterling Cape Brown is playing, and I'm I'm just very curious to see how it ultimately unfolds to where any of this really matters. <laughs> because there's a lot of threads that they're dealing with. There's a lot of characters, and it's. I feel like it's at risk of feeling a little convoluted. It could, yeah. yeah. They, they got to be very careful with how they kind of craft this season because we we have threads that they're establishing that have been started with the, in this season, and they have stuff they're bringing back from last season. Yeah, and yeah, how that all comes together, I don't know. I will say that I'm curious about Sterling K. Brown's character so far, but I'm not like on the edge of my seat about it, you know, because I feel like with Omni-Man in season one with him being the big threat, there was this looming, you started off with this big mystery of like, oh my God, why did Omni-Man do this? And then you just have this character that's done this horrible thing that everybody, know, that nobody knows, but we, the audience know, and it's just like this, it's like, okay, when's it going to break? When, when's things going to come to the There's head? a more personal entanglement. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a more personal involvement with it as well. But now we have this guy who's like largely removed from our immediate uh, cast of characters of and the only experience we have with this universe's version of of mark having encountered this guy is what seeing him in a machine and then it blowing up so i wonder how much time you're going to give our main cast or at least our main character uh to have some semblance of connection with our new villain well it seems like they're going to have something where it it opens up the door for some type of crazy universe building event yeah where the stakes can be higher than ever. And I, I feel like we'll get, like, not just Omni-Man, but a different Vulturemite to come in. My, yeah, I think my only question that could be something of concern is that, okay, the Omni-Man threat is something that's of this universe, something that's personal, and something that's coming, as far as what the last season established. With something like a multiverse plot, you're kind of opening it up to something bigger than... Granted, less personal, but something bigger than what we established in the last season. So I'm like, how are you guys going to go ultra big and then back down to something uh, small and personal and like make that still 
um, satisfying. Well, the Sterling K. Brown character is figuring out ways to get rid of Omni Man and, and and Invincible. Yeah, you know, like he there he's finding universes where they can be defeated. And yeah, he's and so that makes it scarier for Mark, who's still like in in, in amateur time. Like I'm in, I'm loving the animation and I'm loving um, how C- C- Cecil is dealing is dealing with having mark and, and seeing if he can truly still trust this guy or and, and for mark having to still work around trying to form his own identity of no i can make my own choices and that doesn't mean i'm going to make the wrong villainous choices like my dad mm-hmm. like it, it's almost as if he relies on cecil to keep himself under control to not conform to the dark side and yeah. i think he needs to have that level of acknowledgement like it's still very character driven and there, there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm latching on to. And I, it's like you can't – first season you have eight episodes. We're like two episodes in. And I, I'm liking that it's different. I'm just sort of waiting to see how it all ends before I'm like, which one do I like more? But there is a darkness that's looming throughout all of this that I'm really enjoying. And I think the animation is very striking. And I'm loving um, just any time with the intimate character development. Like the, the action – it, it breathes better than last season. Mm. It's like, and I think it's earned that level of breathing. Yeah, it doesn't have to earn you over like the the last season or the first season did. You know, like okay, we know we have our audience, so we can allow things to be a little bit slower yeah. while still teasing things to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bec- but right now we do have plots that do feel like separated, mm. and I want them to feel a little bit more connected because you got Mark on his own adventure. But he's got nothing to do with the Guardians. Right. You know, Very and then, larger removed from that whole plot. And, and Cecil's running both. And it's like, well, I want to. And before it was like, it, is that an intentional move from Cecil to keep Mark away from the Guardians? Because before it was Omni Man, who was not under Cecil's rule, did not work for him, but was always teaming up with the Guardians. Right, right. You know, and then you got Immortal learn, uh, being the established leader again. And then watching whatever rifts happen there. Yeah. And, and he has mistrust of Mark. So maybe that's why he's not part of the team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there's there's all these qualities. You got Amber doing whatever the hell Amber's doing. <laughs> you know, like, and you have this scene with the Oh, the yeah, yeah, Midnighter. that's right. You got the the guy, uh, the son, I forget the name of him, the son of him too. Of, of Like that's opening up this this guy. Before that guy was just Batman in the last season. Yeah. And then now his, his number his number two is has like this special suit and is super fast and can do like magical abilities. I'm like, how was this guy the number two? Why was he a why was he a cert, um you know sidekick to yeah. someone where he seems like so much more powerful. <laughs> you know? Had all this tech me I don't maybe I can I can only imagine maybe um this the original Midnighter had this tech, but like he reserved uh he used some restraint because uh like ethics or something, but yeah. now this guy is just like, screw it. I'm just going to use all of the tools I have at my disposal to keep society safe in his own way. Yeah, there's just like a lot happening right now. Yeah, there's a lot of setup for sure, and I wonder if it's going to be able to balance and pay off everything. Yeah. I like the things that they're setting up, but again, it's just like, how are they going to land all of it? Yeah, yeah. I am, I am on the verge of like, is it going to become comp? Because what I, what I care about, I really care about. And there are times I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is new. This is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I'm always I'm always enjoying it. I'm always liking what's in front of me. Um, I guess I my mind's getting a little caught up down the road of like, is this going to become too much? Yeah. I'm really curious of where, uh, where Alice Eve, no, Adam Eve is going to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what's, because she's essentially God in this universe and she has these 
people, her parents in her life that kind of make her question like her, not her purpose, I guess, but like if she is doing actual good, you know, the, the, her dad's like that, that insecure voice in her head. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I wonder what's going to become of that. Cause she has the power to do pretty much anything can live anywhere. Can she could probably stop all of this crime by herself if she wanted to. Um, in a way, I mean, yeah, like she's like Doctor Manhattan. I don't think she realizes her full potential yet. Oh right? yeah, because she, I don't think she's accessed that that God state. I, I think when she did the Adam Eve, though, she accessed God state in the Adam Eve special. I don't think she was fully aware. Mm, yeah, so I've, that's probably something that's going to come back in this season. All righty. Well, yeah. so far, I still give this episode at least an eight out of ten. Um, and I'm excited to see where we go. I mean, there's a reason they're releasing them like this. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see how it all unfolds. What would you rate it, Aaron? Same. I would say like a 7.5. I think I like the, the first episode a little bit more, but I think it's still really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's a good show. It stays good. Where would you rank it out of uh, all the episodes that have ever aired? Ugh, that's hard. How about you just rank? How about you just rank all the episodes right now? Right now, this top mo- ten list. Mojo, watch Mojo style. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. What do you What do you rank it out of all the episodes? Oh, this is probably number uh, six for me. Six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's What's last? Last. It's the worst episode of the show. Um, I'd probably say uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the Doc Seismic episode. Yeah. You didn't like it that much? It's I mean, fun. I liked it, but it's my least favorite. Okay. It's like a, it was like a classic Villain of the Week kind of feel to that one. It's like yeah, it's okay. I feel it. I don't know. I don't I don't have a, a hard ranking yet. I think so. I need to, need to sit with it. I need to let my, my mental processes breathe a little bit. I'll come back. I'll come back next week and tell you where everything ranks. Top to bottom. All bottom right. To top. All right, guys. Well, say hi to Aaron. Close us out, Aaron. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Y'all are the the best, the sexiest rejects there are in the land. Keep on watching. We're going to keep on doing this dang thing. And, uh, yeah, you're beautiful. <laughs> how how you doing? How's that? That's good. What is right. that you do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're doing it. All right, you guys. I'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Let's go to some accent.